Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. When the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, Mary and Joseph brought Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be designated as holy to the Lord. And they offered a sacrifice according to what is stated in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves and two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. This man was righteous and devout, looking forward to the consolation of Israel and the Holy Spirit rested on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Guided by the Spirit, Simeon came into the temple and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what was customary under the law, Simeon took Jesus in his arms praised God saying, Lord, now you are dismissing your servant in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen the salvation which you have prepared in the presence of all peoples, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And the child's father and mother were amazed at what was being said about him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to his mother Mary, this child is destined for the falling and rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be opposed so that the inner thoughts of many will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. There also was a prophet, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was of great age, having lived with her husband seven years after her marriage, then as a widow to the age of 84. She never left the temple, but worshipped there with fasting and prayer night and day. At that moment, she came and began to praise God and to speak about the child to all who were looking for the redemption of Jerusalem. When the parents had finished everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth. The child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favor of God was upon him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God. Amen. My colleague, Pastor Sevig, is known for scooping babies up into her arms. Not being a parent, I had to learn how to hold a baby correctly when my godchildren were born. These days, you can learn how to hold an infant online, like everything else. There are diagrams and YouTube videos. It's a thing. And so here's a description from raisingchildren.net. Some of you parents, I guess, should check out this website. It almost sounds like a yoga pose. 
always support your newborn's head and neck to pick up baby, slide one hand under baby's head and neck and the other hand under baby's bottom. Bend your knees to protect your neck. Once you've got a good hold, scoop up your baby and bring your baby close to your chest as you straighten your legs out again. Okay, I've got it, give me a baby. Now, a minor detail in our gospel today jumps out at me this year. Aged Simeon scoops the Christ child in his arms and sings of God's faithfulness. He has waited for this moment and now he can die in peace. Apart from the few people that some of us live with, we have been starved for human touch these months. Grandparents not being able to take a grandchild in their arms, families separated from a dying loved one. And when a short visit is allowed for the immediate family, bodies are so covered in protective gear, they, well, they barely seem recognizable. Small weddings and funerals without even a handshake, let alone an embrace or a kiss. And when there have been small communion in-person services, some pastors have sanitized their hands, worn gloves, and well, like dropped the wafer into the worshiper's hands. All so we would avoid what we crave, human touch. We people of flesh have come to fear the flesh of others and the air they breathe. We distance ourselves. We move to one side as someone approaches us on a sidewalk or in a store. Masks make it hard to smile and even eye contact is limited, it seems. And think of church. Holy Trinity's multi-sensory liturgy becomes one-dimensional online without the bodily sharing of peace the smelling of incense, the tasting of bread and wine without dipping our hands in the water of the font to make a cross and without, without the full-throated spit-spraying singing to lift our spirits. I envy Simeon and Anna in the temple. They are devout. They love being in the house of God more than anywhere on earth. It's a place of familiarity and comfort in a changing world. They are waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem and to see the Lord's Messiah with their own eyes. Now we too are waiting to see what 2021 will bring. Vaccines, a new president, when we, when we will gather in person for the things we so deeply miss, and when we will be able to scoop those we love into our arms and weep for the joy of it. We know the story of the shepherds and the angels better than this account 40 days after Jesus' birth. But for Luke, this is the climax of the birth narrative. As Simeon and Anna bless the child and his parents, it is as if God embraces 
a weary world through this newborn. As beloved as these two elders are in the biblical witness, I can't recall any churches named Anna and Simeon Lutheran Church, but we honor them today by recalling those who have passed the faith on to us, grandparents and godparents, or wise elders who have influenced their lives. We honor Simeon and Anna, elders of the scriptures, today by wearing masks and doing what we need to do to protect our elders, whether at home or senior living facilities. Yet this, this gathering in the temple with Simeon and Anna, this is no baptism or bris party. Simeon's words are downright harrowing. This child is destined for the falling and the rising of many. His radical outreach to those on the margins will be too much for some. His embrace of the untouchables, a scandal to others. And Simeon has harsh words for Mary. A sword will pierce your soul. In Luke, Mary is the first to say yes to the gospel. As we heard just one week ago in the Annunciation account, Mary will witness the sword of division her son brings. Her beloved child, God's embrace for a needy world, will be ridiculed, suffer, and die. Joy and suffering always intermingle, it seems. As Simeon sings one of the great canticles of our faith, some of us know it as the Nunc Dimittis, we sing it at Compline. We sing it at funerals. His words become ours. Lord, now let your servant depart in peace. With our own eyes, we have seen your salvation prepared in the sight of every people. Did you catch that word, every? Every could not be more inclusive. Beyond the people of Jesus' birth, beyond our own faith, beyond our own denomination. Many of you know that I love Byzantine everything, art and icons and churches. And in Byzantine icons, Simeon is often rendered with covered hands. Look at that. Covered hands that signified that what is being touched is holy. You can see it in other icons, other icons as well. Angels at Jesus' baptism have veiled hands. Now they look like towels to dry Jesus off, but they're to show reverence and humility. You see angels with covered hands in the nativity icon. And the disciples approach Jesus with covered hands in some icons of the Holy Communion to receive the sacred bread and wine. In the 1980s, people feared touching persons with AIDS. People were irrational, even when told they couldn't contract AIDS that way. When we come through this pandemic, and God willing, hug, touch, and embrace again, what if, well, what if we imagined veiled or covered hands, not as protective gear, but a sign of reverence and humility. 
honoring the body, the flesh of another human being? What if we imagined veiled hands when we serve those in pantries or shelters or community tables, reminding us that these bodies are icons of the holy? But let's not forget, it's a hard one to hear a couple days after Christmas, but Simeon gives us a cutting reality check today. Along with joy, life will bring the pain of sorrow. But through whatever is to come, as Simeon blesses God for the birth of the Holy One, God now embraces you with grace and mercy. You are God's embraceable one. Your flesh holy, your flesh good, your flesh beautiful. At the end, like Anna and Simeon, when it is our time, may we depart in peace, having held the body of Christ in our hands at Holy Communion, having held loved ones close to our heart. God's very embrace. Amen.